Get ready to savor the flavors of summer with guilt-free indulgence at Sweet and Sprouted. This August, delight in an irresistible selection of sugar-free delights that'll make your taste buds dance with joy. Lazy summer days call for convenience, and we have got you covered. Explore the wide range of keto-friendly snacks, seasonings, and bevies. And here's the cherry on top. Head to sweetensprouted.com now and use the promo code wellness10 to enjoy a sweet 10% discount on your order. Plus, with free shipping on most orders over $150, it's truly a fabulous deal you do not want to miss. Can't wait to taste the sweetness in person. Visit their store in Saskatoon and let the amazing staff help you find the perfect summer treats. Head to sweetensprouted.com and use the promo code wellness10 to save money and savor the flavors of the season. I'm Callie Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. As we work our way through summer, I wanted to highlight some of my favorite moments of season two. Can you believe it? This is one of them. Thanks for being here. Believe me, five years ago, I didn't think that I'd ever even run a half marathon. And then it just started happening that uh, I just stayed running regularly and upping my mileage. I, I did take time to educate myself on new styles, new techniques of, of training and everything to learn what I needed to do. I, I don't suggest anybody just go out there and try to run 100k by upping your mileage by, you know, double every week, you're, you're gonna get injury, but you know, educate yourself and you can achieve things. Absolutely. Good for you. Well, and it's so motivating because everybody starts somewhere you know like having the people like you to show where you can go do you listen to anything when you run uh a lot of everything sometimes it's books uh sometimes podcasts uh music depending on what it is uh again the the music i like because when i'm doing higher intensity workouts some people will you know play their uh whether it be rock or whatever, that's where I play the slow music. You put on some R&B, you put on some blues, something like that that's going to play with your head. So you have to stay upbeat while your mind is going la, la, la. And then the slow stuff is where I play. Like I listen to a lot of different genres, but I do kind of always go back to hip hop, R&B and rap and that. So when on slow days, that's where I pump that high intensity stuff. And then it's the other challenges trying to, keep everything in check running at this level while the music's way up here and that. So, but I listen to a little bit of everything. And sometimes you just take the earphones out and you listen to your breath, your foot, foot strikes on the ground, that kind of stuff. It's a little bit of everything. I can imagine running in silence is extra challenging. It can be. Um, Early, early on in your run, it's the challenge. Once everything is kind of got in its groove, just listening to your breath and the foot strikes is is just soothing for the soul. You just hear it. And and there's such a the monotony of the foot strike, because when you're going at a set pace, your your foot strikes are just like a, a pendulum going, just ding, ding, and, and you just get lost in it. You you just like, oh. And then your watch goes, dings at you that you just ran another kilometer and you're like, oh. Well, didn't it just go off 30 seconds ago? You just don't even know. Yeah, when you're really just in that flow state, which I feel 
like yoga and running both, you know, gives you that opportunity for flow state. I have not embraced the mental challenge yet of running in silence, but I do believe that there's even greater benefit to not having the, you know, distraction of listening to someone else's voices. And that's probably where you get so much more of that clarity. That's, it'll be the next challenge. I need to, I have a friend who's training just for his first for his first marathon right now. And he only runs like his long runs in silence because he wants to push that mental discipline even more. So I'm inspired. <laughs> oh yeah. The the great thing about running is there like, there's no right or wrong way to mentally train. Some people like silence. Some people like music. Some people are out there running with a pendulum sound on their phone just ding ding and that's supposed to line up with their foot strikes and and they just run that way and and all the power to them everybody has something different yeah well and i think it's amazing that you have embraced coaching throughout your life you had a co- a great coach obviously originally that introduced you to running and now you're still working with a coach and i feel like your story is so so common because like you said we're kind of trained in our society that you know, you grow up and you start working and you, you know, we don't continue to be athletes and pursue sports often into adulthood. So I feel like that story, like getting into your career and having those passions fall away is so common. How do you feel like that happened for you? Was it you kind of graduated and that was it? Or was it like slowly you let go of it? Uh, It was a mixture of a couple things. Uh, First, right out of high school, I had had an injury, uh, Achilles tendonitis chronic in both ankles. And uh, they were my own, my own fault, nothing to do with my coach or anything. I was putting too many miles and not enough rest period. So then I was forced to take a step back for a couple of years before I could run without any pain. Uh, In that couple of years, we all know a lot can happen in in two months, let alone two years. I, I made some bad life decisions, got involved with some people who had not my best interest at heart, uh, a relationship that started in that time, uh, family problems, all kinds of things that we, we, we could be here for hours to go through them all. But sum it all up, I just, I made bad decisions that put me into that situation. And uh, I just didn't recover from them sooner, soon enough, I should say. Uh, eventually I did, cause I'm here now, but uh, it was one of those that, uh, it's a slippery slope. You make one bad, one bad decision and you lose a little confidence on the next decision and they just keep going and going and going until before you know it, you, you lost 10 years to bad decisions. Yeah. Like a, just a lifestyle creep, I think, which is really yep. common, but look at you. Oh now. yeah. What, what did your fitness journey look like outside? Well, walk me through the whole thing. Cause you started slow and worked your way up and weight loss was a big part of that journey. So I assume nutrition was also part of that journey it it was uh it like i said earlier it started just by looking in the mirror and realizing that uh i didn't like who i who was looking back at me it wasn't me looking back it was a shell of who i was Mm. and and i knew right that day that something had to change and that's where it was okay i know that i'm not eating right so i cut basically all sugar out of my diet, uh, any kind of soft drink, any juices. I was on straight water and nothing but. Uh, 
I am a meat eater and I, I fully believe in, in the proteins and animal food. I grew up on the farm. So, so I go pretty hard with that. Uh, but I also get my share of vegetables and all that. So it was basically my breakfast became salads with bacon and everything else was uh, just a whole lot healthier. Uh, just, I, I also did some research and on the uh, fat-based diets and that. I don't follow any diet specifically. I still like the freedom of eating whatever I want because uh, now in ultra marathoning, I have to eat bacon. I need, I just need the fat. I need it to go in my body. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it kind of started where I just needed those change. So the next step was getting from the transition from the yoga in the morning on to the elliptical. And uh, that, that first elliptical workout, it was like one mile and it was eight minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's all I got. And I was sweating. I like, it was unreal, but it was okay. This is a starting point. And I realized that you don't start up here. You start way down here. So it was like, okay, the next day was just yoga. And then the next day was elliptical again. And then I started, I, I was off work on, on, uh, on my time off of the year. So then it was some stairs and then I just started seeing some weight come off with those changes and it just kept building to the point where then I'm doing two ellipticals in a day and I get out the old treadmill and get it set up and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try and run a little bit. I, I know I had an Achilles problems and all of this was also after an Achilles tear. Uh, I did try coming back into running in 2016 and I wasn't so educated. I got out and I was doing runs after work. I had already been in a good place and I tried doing part of a workout I should have never been doing. I was on the track in Regina at Douglas Park and uh, yeah, I tried to do a hard 250 50 meters into it. I had, I heard something and I had no push on my left foot and I'm like, what's going on? And I slow down and I stop and I collapse because I had nothing. And it was a complete clean tear. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I will say the ego that I had at the time was, oh, th this is just something I, I do have to get to the hospital. I literally tried to drive myself, but uh, I hobbled with some help to my car. And if it was an automatic I was driving that day, not a standard, I would have drove myself to the hospital, but I couldn't even push the clutch down. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was an eye opener beforehand, but, uh, when I started jogging and everything a couple of years later, it was okay. I got to go smart with this. It's no impact, nice and easy, no fast workouts. And it just kind of started to build all of a sudden I'm running twice a week and ellipticaling every other day. And then, you know, those double ellipticals or an elliptical and a run every day. And before I knew it, like in two months, I dropped 55 pounds just off of exercise and, and a change of diet. I, and, and education, like reading constantly, there's plenty of good books out there on, on different things. Like if you're getting into running, uh, 80, 20 running is a great book to show you that you don't, you don't have to go fast to get into running. Like we all, Oh, I got to go fast. That's, that's how I get faster is by running fast. No, no, no. That's not what science teaches us. Now it's, you get faster by doing 80% of your mileage slow. So I was like, Oh, well, I can run slow. So I started running slow and and I was very 
adamant on uh, on journaling my workouts and how much I was doing day to day, making sure that my week after week mileage was where it needed to be, everything. And uh, that's when I uh, I learned about ultra marathoning 